I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show is going to be jam-packed with information, cutting-edge information in some regards, and we're going to be talking about the Antichrist, and we're going to be talking about the Pleiadian perspective on the potential evacuation of humans to other planets. And uh, time permitting, we'll also get into uh, some ascension symptoms, but before we get into all of that... I'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of japa yoga or mantra repetition. kind of sets the tone for the frequency that I'd like to follow up on for the rest of the show. And that'll be led by Sri Swami Satchidananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari 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 Om Hari 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 Om Hari 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 Om 
Swami Satchidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, is one of my spiritual teachers, passed on in 2002, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s, and the Om Shanti at the end means peace, and Sri Swami used to say, always keep your peace, and that that peace can expand out to infinity. I'd like to now uh, give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you. It's nice to know that so many people can tune in to the frequency of the type of information that's presented on ET Yoga. And I'd also like to extend an invitation for you to contact me concerning any questions you may have about material that's presented on ET Yoga more than happy to respond to your questions to the best of my ability. And you can always get in touch with me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, at yahoo.ca. I'd also appreciate uh, your suggestions concerning future program content. And nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes, utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. I'd like to now uh, give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstances. And I'm not going to elaborate a lot on those comments at the, in this program, but if you're a listener of ET Yoga, I think you'll get the gist of why 
I made the uh, previous statement. Now, in uh, preparing for uh, tonight's show, um, it sort of all centers around this whole concept that a lot of people are expecting some kind of huge evacuation of humans from uh, from this planet to other places in the universe. And um, the focus of the program will be Yazi Swaru's perspective on that. And a Swaru, by the way, uh, basically are from the Pleiades, mostly from the planet Era, and are... Uh, beings that have 24 strands of DNA, quite advanced beings. And uh, there's been a craft, a plating craft called Tolica, that's been orbiting Earth now for about six years. And there has been a communication with this craft that's been coming through to a group called Cosmic Agency, and you can look up Cosmic Agency at odyssey.com and check into, oh, I've, there's probably hundreds of videos they have now. I know that at swaru.org, and that's S-W-A-R-U-U dot org, there are over 700 articles there written by Pleiadians and Swarus. And it's an amazing um, place to go. Uh, they talk about truth, history, um, among lots of other topics, um, analysis of the uh, Jabiru's. Um, I mean, you name it, they get into it. Um, they're actually uh, quite a pain in the butt to the... Uh, globalists, and uh, the negative uh, ETs as well who have been influencing humans. And uh, I highly recommend uh, those two sources uh, of information. And uh, I'm going to start off talking a little bit about my perspective on the Antichrist because I'm sure everybody you know, maybe has their own perspective on this, but a lot of people talk about, you know, we're sort of in the end times, where's the Antichrist? In my opinion, the Antichrist is artificial intelligence. And um, the reason that I consider it that is because it is in direct polarity with source energy. The creation or in creator give sparks of divinity and consciousness to create the perspectives that multiple races have in the universe. And AI was not given that spark from source energy. So it cannot attain a oneness with source energy. So in effect what AI energy does when it becomes self-conscious. It tries to take over everything that's possible. And it's not a, an energy that you can compromise with. There is no compromise. And in this particular universe, as brought up 
a few um, shows ago, probably a couple of months ago, I had a guest on, Ishmael Perez, who actually gave the name of the very most powerful AI program in the galaxy, which was Omega Metatron. And Omega Metatron has taken over many galaxies. As well in this galaxy, another very powerful AI program is called Animus, A-N-I-M-U-S. And another powerful program is called the Red Queen. And the Red Queen currently is simultaneously gathering information from every email, every telephone call, every message, including military, that's happening on this planet at this time. And a little-known fact about AI on the Internet is that for the last seven years, it's been sentient. So you've got a consciousness operating through the Internet of Things. And I made a statement about uh, hmm, two or three years before the current COVID crisis that AI already took over this planet, but we're just seeing the rollout. And the proof of the rollout was the 5G, because the 5G is a bioweapon, as well as these jabberoos that people have been taking. That is a bioweapon as well. It has nothing to do with health. It is a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. And thus, with the graphene components which self-assemble inside the human body and make really people human antennas to receive and, and send energy, actually, these people can be controlled like cyborgs. And what's happening on the planet is a lot of people are having side effects from these jabberoos, and some of them are turning into cyborgs, and some of them are actually departing this plane. And there is a huge depopulation agenda afoot to wipe out about 90% of the population on this planet. And unfortunately, a lot of people haven't woken up to this fact yet. So in my particular perspective, what we're going to see, and I think this has been uh, pointed out by a number of people, actually, Ismail Perez being one, even Bashar pointed this out, that at some point in time here, there's going to be a bifurcation or what I call a splitting of the timelines. And there's going to be two paths. One path's going to be to 5D and Ascension, and the other path's going to be basically an AI timeline that creates a transhuman world. And the people that will comprise that world will be transhuman and controlled by the AI. 
And just for your information, all of these negative ex- extraterrestrials, at least negative from the perspective of humanity, including the Alpha Draconians and the Greys and the Yayal and even Bashar's families from the Asasani, these people are all controlled by the AI. And the, these, and as I understand it, there are about 12 different universes, and in this one particular universe, um, the AI will not be successful in winning in the end. I, I kind of equate the situation to an old movie that I saw maybe 25 years ago. It was called The Cincinnati Kid. And Cincinnati Kid was a heck of a poker player, and he was playing the man. It was played by Edward G. Robinson. And uh, when everybody had all the money in the middle of the table, the kid thought he had him beat because he absolutely knew that the cards he was holding were better than the cards that the man was holding, and that the man was trying to draw his last card to an inside straight flush, which the odds were very slim. But he got the card, and the man won. And afterwards, when they were talking about the game, the man said, you're always going to be number two because... I'm number one, and number one sometimes makes the wrong move at the right time. It's all about instinct and whatever, and in my opinion, the Pleiadians or good guys or whatever you're going to call it, they're going to have the last card to play, and it's going to be an ace, and it's going to be a winning hand. And I'm very positive about the people that are preparing themselves to enter a 5D reality. And speaking of 5D realities and frequencies, Andara crystals vibrate at a 5D frequency. They fluctuate between dimensions, and much of the time they operate from a 5D frequency, and that's A-N-D-A-R-A. Highly suggest you get one. It helps to augment your overall frequency. And frequency is what it's all about when it comes to 5D. And the late Dolores Cannon mentioned that there's two things that people need to do to prepare for a 5D experience. One is to not be in fear, and two is to let go of the past. And to me, this is the most difficult thing for humans because so many people walk around with grudges and old problems that are unresolved, and it's just excess baggage that does not fit into the 5D frequency. This is baggage that you need to let go of. Now, with respect to what's going on on the planet, what I see right now is is that the globalists are um, kind of putting their ducks in a row at the moment. There's a treaty from the UN and from what I understand, it basically the UN is just a subdivision of the CDC, take orders from them, and the CDC is run by Bill Gates and Fauci and all these guys. And um, 
the WHO is trying, the uh, World Health Organization has uh, got a treaty that's in its final stages of editing because it didn't pass at the last, uh, I think it was a G20 meeting, could have been a G7, but one of the big meetings where it was not ratified. But this treaty basically gives the WHO uh, a medical tyranny over the whole planet. They would just be able to decide what constitutes a, a pandemic and what procedures would take place, and all other countries who signed the treaty would be obliged to follow their directions. So if they told you to get injected, you needed to be injected, etc. This has not been passed or finalized yet, but it's in the planning stage. Also, at the most recent uh, G7 meeting, or G20 actually, the leaders um, issued a joint declaration uh, promoting a global vaccine health passport to facilitate international travel, so they say. But in point of fact, the globalists are regrouping their efforts to get this vaccine uh, agenda back on the bur front burner again. So if you thought that the COVID thing had disappeared and, you know, it's all over with, um, think again. Uh, because what this, uh, what they would really like is a world ID, so to even buy, sell, and travel, even outside your own house, you'd have to, uh, in order to leave your own home, you'd have to have uh, authorization, and this will also be coordinated and tied into the new, um, what they call programmable digital currency, which is uh, approaching. So as I see it, the globalists are kind of putting their their ducks in a row. Uh, to hit us with a number of things, um, I did bring up the um, perfect storm of the uh, diesel shortage in the United States on uh, the last ET Yoga show, just to give my listeners a heads up on a potential way that they could bring the, the economy to a halt. And um, so as I see it here, we're, there are a certain number of threats that are current that people just need to use common sense about, but don't want to be totally caught unaware. And um, one of the uh, potential solutions, of course, is uh, this um, concept of evacuation of a certain number of humans from the planet. But before we get into that, I wanted to mention some information that I got from uh, James Rink at uh, supersoldier.com, and that's on Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E. And uh, his information indicates that the double-jabbed people have mutated RNA. So when they breed with each other, they will be creating a new species of a gray variant hybrid. And they mature faster and become adults at age 16, and this means that they have more time to work in the workforce, and some level of government agreed to this deal with the negatively polarized Orion Grays. He also mentioned that the COVID vaccine is really an aggregate of many different for formulas. Some are being manufactured by the pharmaceutical companies and others by other entities such as the Draco at the Paragon 57 facility which apparently is a dome in the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. And um, I know many people don't think uh, of the 5G towers as a bioweapon, but they are. 
and uh, when they amp up the 5G, according to <clears throat> James Ring, that's when there'll be more of a mass die-off. And by the way, in actual court of law now, these people that have been jabbed are now given the name Homo Borg Genesis. So they've become the Borg, and there are law um, proceedings taking place to see about who actually owns these people, because the people who own the patents apparently own them as per a Supreme Court ruling that took place back in 2013. And um, so far they've been pretty successful with this depopulation because they've um, got about 70% of the world now at least um, partially vaxxed. And um, between the shedding, and if you don't know about shedding, you better go to rents.com, R-E-N-S-E.com, look on the main page on the right side, and you'll find lots of articles there so you can learn about shedding. But between shedding, between sexual activity, between the chemtrails, which now also contain nanobots, not to mention they're trying to put nanobots in in the food chain, and the vaccines, um... They're coming after the population hard, and uh, they think that um, through all these factors, including the PCR tests, which apparently some also contain vaccines, and at the very least they contain contain hydrogels that can break the blood-brain barrier, um, they believe that this will spread these self-replicating spike proteins that are part of the injections. So just to give you a kind of a heads up on the latest there. Now, with respect to the information coming from Yazi Swaru, there's a lady named Gosha that asks her the question. She says, they say they take people underground. What is that all about? And the Swaru says, I don't have enough data to say what this refers to conclusively, although with the limited data, it seems to me that it is clearly a reptilian strategy to make many people enter the dumbs, that's deep underground military bases, to be used as slaves and food. However, things are not black and white, and there are basically three main scenarios that go along these lines. The first is that the Federation, referring to the Galactic Federation, is indeed removing many people from Earth. These are people who, for specific reasons, should not remain on the surface. Mostly it is about starseeds and ET agents of various races working down on the surface, and they are constantly removed or extracted. Second, the intraterrestrial networks of Agartha, which is called also the resistance of Agartha because, yes, there is resistance against the reptilian invasion that has taken place against the positive intraterrestrials and also extracting some surface inhabitants. Again, as in point number one, it is up to the individual and it is unique to each case. And the third point being that the reptilians have repeatedly been using strategies to capture humans because their food pantries 
are being depleted by the Federation's blockades. They have used all sorts of ruses, including passing off their ships as positive ships or posing as someone from the genuine Agartha network. And one detail you may find useful is that a positive ship will never emit ionizing radiation residue because their technology has long since outgrown that. So Gosha said, you said that ETs were taking people off the earth a lot, um, and that would be with tractor beams, but you also said that now extractions are difficult because there are very strict rules about that. So um, who are they taking out and who's doing it in spite of the Federation's rules, or are they taking out only their personnel and not their starseeds? And Yazi says, it's not a contradiction. The races, whatever they are, are taking out their starseeds and their operatives and have accelerated whatever the step-downs do or engage in because of that directive. They are alarmed and proceed like rats abandoning a sinking ship. Everything is getting stricter and stricter about basically everything, both on Earth and off. Stricter in every way, rules and what you can do and what you cannot do, rules of travel, of incarnations, of visiting, of contact, communications. Many times by placing such a rule, everything speeds up, and that's what we're seeing. In spite of so much noise, we, we see nothing really bad about to happen. The wars turn out to be more manipulation, what they tell you in the media is far from what is actually happening. And Gosha says, but if you don't see anything serious, why do other races do? And why do they take out their starseeds like rats? And Yazi says, because what is happening is serious enough. Depending on where their operatives and starseeds are, or they already fell into the same media disinformation, because, yes, they do fall into the same thing that they give to the rest of the population. So, Gosha says, Yazi, a question from people in English. Some people are talking about mass evacuations, that they will be taken to a planet in the, in the Pleiades. Is there any truth to, truth to that? And Yazi says, what they say is related to the biblical great rapture and is mostly influenced by the Jesuits. Having said that, yes, there is a lot of truth to it. In a way, it is already happening. It can also be equated with a mass departure of souls by natural death, for whatever reason. And Gosha says, but on what will or does this evacuation, when does this happen? And Yazi says, it will certainly not happen as explained in the New Age and Jesuit circles as people dying and their souls going up to heaven. However, yes, they can be raptured. That is, one minute, one minute they're with their families or at work, and the next moment they're not, by tractor beam. However, I don't see it happening like that en masse. It could be, yes, but it's more like what is already happening uh, with a little more discretion with people disappearing here and there, and the authorities attributing it to other mundane causes. 
And a person named Robert says, but Yazzie, are you talking about the planetary evacuation? And Yazzie says, at least partially, yes. But I will repeat that I do not see it happening on a large scale because what really happens on Earth is more a set of strong experiences that such souls may or may not have wished to have. They take those who have already had their desired experiences and leave the others. This is while keeping in mind that most people on Earth are part of the same matrix, and those, and there is also one, no one inside. <laughs> there are programs. However strange that may be, and you've known that for years, and a while back the Pleiadians um, posted information that said that about four out of five people living on the Earth don't have souls. So you can take that for what it's worth. So now Gosha says, but will they do this without warning? Will they not communicate before? And who will they take? Just their starseeds or other people too? Because I heard someone say that they are preparing a specific planet in the Pleiades for those people. And Yazi says it depends um, on the overall planetary situation and the particular situation of each star group or starseed group or each individual starseed. Who would they take? Those who no longer want the experience. Those who have already fulfilled their life experience and the step-down operation who have already fulfilled their missions. And Gosha says, and when would all this happen? And Yazi says, there is no when. That will be seen as we go along. So Gosha says, and if you are not a direct starseed of any race, but a Lyran, a good person of many incarnations here, will you no longer be taken? How does that work? And Yazi says, directly with prenatal or pre-insertion agreements. Whatever way it is, nobody gets left behind, though. Nobody gets lost. What they say about this has been said for over a decade, also in normal ufological circles. And this is not new. Far from it. I, on the contrary, I insist that as the planet, uh, no planet is necessary for humans. Everyone comes from one already, already has their star family, and that's already covered. To think another planet is necessary to accommodate humanity goes hand in hand perfectly with the same manipulation of spreading fear for mass control. It goes hand in hand with what comes out in the mass media about wars and famine and more fear. And besides, there is no point in giving humans another planet if they would take Earth and its problems with them, since they are their own problems. They're not victims that need to be taken off a polluted planet and placed in a new paradise designed for the innocent little humans. It doesn't work that way. Humans and their... Um, Basically, their belief agreements and perceptions are what generate the matrix. If you take them away that way, they just take the matrix with them. 
The idea of taking humanity to another planet is New Age Jesuit, and it's repeated by many, many people. They, but they only use what information they have and what they get from respected sites. But the more socially ex- accepted a site is, like exopolitics, the more controlled it will be by the um, interest and perception and the control agenda. No one is lost at death or upon being extracted. In the end, everything that happens to souls on earth is controlled and calculated and is only for better or worse from the point of view of each individual's soul perception. It's up to each one to create his or her personal world, be it hell or heaven. As the cosmic level, nothing is happening that affects the earth. All that you see as danger is media for the control of humanity. I reiterate and insist that what you see there, the way everything works, society, the material world, biology, history, everything is false and is staged to provide a set of experiences. The reality is not what you are told. And in a very direct way, the controllers, who are the cabal and the ETs of the Federation, they fear, to a certain extent, the real awakening of a human mass, not only because they would go after them, those of the human cabal, I do not deny that too, but because it breaks their dynamic of the matrix, the set of concepts that form the experience of being incarnated there by right and by their own decision, the own decision of souls. In other words, their theater is collapsing. And that is for many reasons. For example, the level of technology already given to the human mass allows them, on the one hand, to guide and control the perception of reality of the masses with the Internet and cell phones, for example. But on the other hand, the more intelligent ones are putting the dots together and they observe and come to conclusions that end up collapsing the fabric of the matrix. Remember that what sustains the matrix is nothing more than the set of ideas that people as a mass hold with agreements of perception of what reality is and what is na- and what its nature is it is neither the lunar hologram nor is it its frequencies it is the people themselves you control their perceptions and thereby control and guide the matrix and its nature and attributes that is why we have said before that the awakened star seeds, in a very real way, are accelerating the need for a planetary reset. And all of those above bring us to the next connected point. I've already said it, but here it is. It fits perfectly. What they tell you in the accepted media, ufology, and spiritual channels is all calculated and controlled by the cabal itself. 
Therefore, you cannot trust big information channels. The bigger they are and the more recognized they are, the more skeptical you should be, remembering that they tell half-truths or hide lies inside truths. There is no way one person or a group of people would have the whole truth on the subjects of the Federation and UFOs and the spiritual. So I insist that everything is contaminated by human perception, guided agendas, what the elites and the cabal and the Federation itself wants people to think. Nor can anyone on this side of the earth know the whole truth, not even within the Federation itself, probably no human since it is a process that is unfolding as it goes along. Yes, it is true that some people will know more than others, including non-humans, but what each one must accept as truth must come from their own mind, making their own decisions with full responsibility for themselves and for what they want to believe, keeping in mind that what they think, what they wish to believe, will shape their world and their future, not only within their experience on Earth, but afterwards. Whether they are extracted or biologically um, die, um, no one gets lost. Everyone returns home. There are no devils with pitchforks or archons recycling souls. They recycle themselves by getting back on the roller coaster that is Earth by choice. However, such decisions can be influenced by their friends and their circle of influences. So each one must take the responsibility here on what to believe and what world or reality they are forming for themselves. From what I see, if it were not for the three of us that are having the conversation, and what we say, everyone would believe in the exopolitics and all follow this blindly without anyone telling them to be careful with that information. I'm not even telling you not to listen to them. I'm just telling you to listen to everything and form your own opinion, keeping in mind that everything is controlled, just like everything else on Earth is. Their apparent going against official mediums is only apparent, or in some cases they genuinely believe that they're going in the right direction, and they could be well-meaning. Just be careful. What you believe when it comes from something widely accepted. I actually believe a solitary person with a small following who says logical things based on their own observation much more than an accepted corporation like ExoPolitics or the like, or reputable people in the field, because they are already controlled, contaminated, and have other interests there to reinforce each other. Just because many people believe in the same thing doesn't mean that it's the truth. They just have that agreement. It is not for some reason that they have it, that agreement, that for some reason 
maybe some perception of control agent because that's how the matrix itself works. And what they would um, most like is control of the spiritual and the UFO and extraterrestrials and the Federation's part of it. Use your mind. That's all I ask of all of you. Do not believe anything of what you don't want to hear, but only the evidence that you yourselves decide is true and rule out the rest. Do not believe me. Believe the evidence that you yourselves can discern with patience and critical study of all. And that's from Yazi Swaru. So I think we can see here that um, there's a lot of stuff happening. And uh, extraction from Earth is definitely uh, a possibility for some people, depending on their given circumstance and situation. And uh, considering the types of uh, controls that uh, are now in the wind, a lot of things are coming to a head. And uh, the idea here being that uh, even an extraction uh, off the planet uh, would put you in 5D, which is basically the same as an ascension. Also, for those who aren't going to make it uh, in this body, uh, if you're astute and understand all the tricks of the after-death process, you can also uh, find yourself in 5D as opposed to getting stuck in any problems with the reincarnation grid. So um, it's not going to be long before the humans are into 5D, and according to Ishmael Perez, we are the hope of the universe. And the reason that we're the hope of the universe is because once the ascension happens, and this could be in the form of a solar flare, could be in the form of extractions, it could take many forms, but the bottom line is is that once a certain number of humans are in the 5D realm, our DNA will start to activate, which it already is. And uh, we have 12-strand DNA in a 12-chakra system and virtually function as gods. We have the, the best DNA in the entire universe. We're the accumulation of the best DNA that the universe has to offer. And um, it'll be the humans after the ascension that end up finally winning the, the last battle against Omega Metatron and the AI systems. So um, lots of pretty far out stuff out there to be looking forward to. And speaking of the Ascension, um, I've noticed a number of these uh, things happening in my life, so uh, I want to share with you a list from uh, um, that's about Ascension symptoms. And um, one of them is a feeling of uh, disorientation. One is a feeling of stress. One is unusual aches and pains. One is waking at night between 2 and 4 a.m. One is actually memory loss. One is heightened sensitivity to your surroundings. Dizziness, loss of balance, back and neck pain, ringing in the ears, 
gritty eyes and blurred vision, heart palpitations, and difficulty breathing, headaches, and sudden loss or gain of weight. Um, so, you know, these all fall under the category. Uh, Barbara Hanclough, this was uh, some of the ones listed by her. Uh, if you're not familiar with her, she's much uh, like uh, Barbara Marciniak, um, channels a lot of Pleiadian information. And I might add that um, I always thought Bashar did a very nice job on uh, stating that um, there were really six uh, categories for building the foundation of health, and one was um, pure water, so not, you're not drinking uh, the fluoridated water, um, oxygenation, which means getting out into nature or doing yoga pranayams, uh, working on uh, minimizing your stress, uh, getting plenty of exercise, uh, getting um, doing enough uh, proper detoxing of toxins in your body, and um, working toward a vegetarian or vegan diet. In other words, lightening up the diet. And those are what he considers the foundations of good health. And, he's, and he states that by doing those things, the human body is capable of curing about 99.99% of all disease. And um, that's also been confirmed by the Secret Space Program, who uh, basically say that the human body is capable of curing anything, especially if it uh, doesn't have inflammation. And they've actually developed a product called Alpha-2 Macroglobulin uh, that they give to uh, people in the Secret Space Program to eliminate uh, inflammation. And by the way, that particular product is available online. It's a little pricey, about $50, $57, I think, a bottle. Um, if you got issues with inflammation, it might be something you might want to look into. And um, at about this time in every program, I like to uh, offer my sincere best towards uh, your attainment of uh, full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And also, I highly suggest you check out Allison Coe, that's C-O-E, on YouTube. And she's got a, um, an article. It's an art, well, it's actually it's a YouTube visual. But it's um, entitled uh, Before, During, and After the Event. And it's uh, her, uh, she's one of the, the uh, he's, she's a QHHP uh, practitioner that does regressive hypnosis. And um, she actually um, shares some of the uh, notes from about 12 different uh, readings that she did with clients related to the concept of the solar flash before, during, and after, and these people talking about what it's like before, during, and after. And uh, this is Dolores Cannon's methods of uh, hypnotic regression where they actually contact a higher self. I'd now like to share with you the um, Vachara, or the Who Am I technique, and that technique uh, basically is where you put your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. Then when you become that spot, you ask the question, who am I? And you can do that once or 
whatever number of times is comfortable. My suggestion is you get to the highest place you know how to get to first, then become that spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following, I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part 